the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. Larry Rosenthal is a registered representative offering securities and advisory services through Satara Advisory Networks, LLC, a broker, dealer, and registered investment advisor. Member FINRA slash SIPC. Satara is under separate ownership from Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Rosenthal Wealth Management Group is located at 9265 Corporate Circle in Manassas, Virginia, and can be reached at 703-330-3100. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air welcome once again to the larry rosenthal show making money sense and here he is live and in broadcast youtube color as well as in radio color however you do that larry rosenthal good morning well good morning chris and how are you today i'm loving every minute of being on the air with you today you know it's just it's always good feeling good saturday i look forward to it every saturday you know a few things hey check us out at larry rosenthal.tv if you want to see us Streaming the show live on YouTube, LarryRosenthal.tv. And, again, it's open mic Saturday. Any questions at all, give us a ring on anything that's on your mind with financial planning, investments, estate planning, taxes, mortgages, Roth IRA conversions, what's going on with Washington the Fed, you know. infrastructure, baseball, whatever you've got, Chris. That's exactly right. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123, 855-ROSE-123. Or 855-767-3123 in WAVA, D.C., Baltimore area, as well as our, our uh, national audience on Sirius XM Family Talk, Channel 131. Let's roll. Open mic Saturday, Chris. Amen. Always look yep. forward to it. You know, I always like to start the show off each week, as I always do, you know, with what's happening in the markets, the economy, what's looking at fiscal policy, monetary policy, and what's sort of, you know, driving the, the markets these days and the economy, what's happening in your investment plans and things like that. Well, let's just start off at the beginning, in the very basics, right? People buy stock based off the future anticipated earnings of a corporation. So if earnings are good, well, that's probably good news for that company, right? If earnings are bad, probably not so good news. So we're looking at we're in the middle of earnings season right now, actually coming down to the end of it. Every quarter, you know, and this, this quarter is no different from any other one, July, August, and September, corporations are reporting their, or their earnings based off the second quarter, April, May, and June, right, as compared to, June, to April, May, and June of 2020 to April, May, and June of 2021. And this is the blowout quarter right here. This is the quarter that's compared with the shutdown of the economy last year due to COVID-19 and the reopening of the economy now, you know. And so far, this, this quarter here, we've had, we've had earnings expected 
the, the looks like the second quarter earnings are going to be up 93.8%, mm-hmm. which is huge, Chris, huge. When you strip out energy, it's up 78.4, which is absolutely phenomenal. Great, great earnings season thus far. We've had 457 uh, companies of the 500 companies in the S&P 500 to date through Friday uh, report second quarter earnings. And 86.9, almost 87% of them have beat analyst expectations, <clears throat> which is great. That that compares, and just tell you how well it's going right now, that really compares against the long-term average of 65.6% uh, beating it. Uh, and then last quarter, everybody thought it was stellar, you know, 83% up. So so we're we're knocking the cover off the ball here this, this time around, which is wonderful. It's, it's, it's great news. All 11 sectors of the economy, all 11 different sectors of the economy uh, are, are looking to improve their earnings this, this quarter, which is, which is great news, you know. And, and, and diving into the reports a little bit further, you know, taking a look at, at, at some of the things that's, that's very interesting when you take a look at, at monetary policy, which is the Federal Reserve's operation, and then fiscal policy, <coughs> excuse me, which is tax and spend coming from the White House, you know. We've got the Case Freight Index, which is something that we're going to introduce new to you today, Chris. The case, case Freight. Freight Index. That's correct. Is this root and beer, Case, or root beer? What do we no about? root beer. On the, well, there could be root beer in this. That's true. <laughs> but it, it basically shows for July the volumes of goods shipped by truck, rail, car, all that stuff through North America has returned to pre-pandemic uh, levels, which which means, you know, things are, 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 are the velocity of money and goods and services are moving around mm-hmm. the country. Mm-hmm. The only difference right now is that the pricing of shipping is elevated due to this bout of inflation that we're having. So, so from that standpoint, that looks pretty good, you know. And then now we take a look here at, at some announcements this past week. Uh, the the administration announced that that they're going to extend the payment pause for student loans through January of 2022. Right now, nice. Uh, well, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, it, it it definitely is. You know, um, about 90 percent of uh, people were taking advantage of that. Uh, you know that that program so far right now. Now we fast forward here and we take a look at, you know, the Senate this past week passed a $1 trillion infrastructure, mm-hmm. and they're going to send that, you know, for, 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 nation, for, for uh, the roads in the nation, bridges, broadband, things like that. I had a very interesting conversation with, with someone uh, this, this past week, uh, a friend of mine that, that um, uh, I, I know actually works up there on the Hill. And he was breaking down for me how it's all done and everything like that. And I was like, you got to come on my show sometime. I think people would love to hear this. Uh, but it was very interesting uh, with, with it all, you know. And, and so uh, now this bill's being sent over to the House to pass. And we'll have to see if it gets attached to another larger stimulus bill. And that's my point is when you take a look at, at the number of jobs that are available, the number of people on unemployment, and mm-hmm. the fact that, that uh, you know, truck and rail and all that stuff's moving at the velocity before pre-pandemic numbers, um, you know, what is else going to go on to more and more stimulus, you know? And that's where the Fed's going to have to come in and really take a good, solid look at all this. So you've got fiscal policy desiring to push more money into the system, which could be inflationary and lack of productivity as well. 
yeah. while at the same time the Fed's going to have to balance that out. So my point with all of this is I don't want to get twisted up in a knot and get deep into econ, you know, 600, 700 level class or anything like that. <laughs> my point in, in all of this is is how is this going to play out for your dollars, for your investment strategies, your retirement plans, your government TSP, your 401k plan, your IRAs, your stock trading, all that kind of stuff. What does all this mean? It means a little bit of volatility is coming down the road here for us. You know, we, we've got the, the Fed came out this past week, and they said, hey, look, you know, the economy is growing rapidly. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they it sounds like they've got to tap the brakes when they say stuff like that. Well, it's a lot of this is leading up to it, and, and here's some of the announcements. You know, they're, they're saying the labor market still, got, still has some room for improvement, which we already know, and, and inflation is kind of tinkering around that level. When the Fed needs to step in and, and look at doing something, at the same time, we've got the 10-year note at, at, at 130-ish, you know, which is, a, which is way below any, any concerns, uh, you know, from that standpoint. Uh, but What's going on with the housing market? Is this a bubble we're talking about? Because the houses, house prices are just going through the roof. House prices are going through the roof because of uh, low interest rates, because of people wanting to move, to relocate, because they can do work from home now. Uh, and at the same time, you know, you're, you're, you're seeing, um, uh, uh, you know, just low, low inventory. I lost my train of thought there. Yeah. Low inventory, right? Very, very low inventory. And, and so that, that all is a combination of everything. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you talk to realtors and, and, you know, something comes on the market and boom, it's there's, gone, there's a handful of, of offers. You know, we are starting to see the first signs of price reductions, though. Uh, you know, it just gets to the point where people just go, I can't pay that much or I'm not going to pay that much. Right. Right. And and it's it's at the point now where some of the people are starting to say that. And so we'll, it'll, it'll level out. You know, it's not going to crash like a bubble like we had in the financial crisis. I don't think so, unless it's coupled with a big and big recession, which I don't see that happening down the road. But we're going to have some very interesting uh, uh, key words, key sentences uh, and, and a very big message coming from, from the Fed here this later this month mm-hmm. in their Jackson Hole f- uh, meeting that, that's coming up uh, you know, uh, later this month. And they're going to be talking about starting to, to taper down the bond buying program. Some Fed officials are already saying, you know, we need to start t- tapering it down in October. Some are saying by the end of the fourth quarter, you know, yada, 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 all this kind of stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Fed navigates getting – uh, putting less money into the system by tapering down their bond buying program, what that does with the markets. It's all going to be in the messaging of this and then the execution of it all while at the same time balancing uh, fiscal policy on the other side as well. So bottom line is, is you know, we've been talking about this for months and months and months and months. Pretty much we've been talking about this since the f- third, fourth quarter of last year that at some point we're going to get to this point down the road. We are approaching this point down the road, so it's key to make sure that your portfolios are well-balanced, diversified, diversified across sectors, diversified across risk, uh, tax-efficient, and, and, and uh, make sure that, that uh, they're, they're working well with your financial plan. You know, we expect to see a little bit of volatility up and down, as we've seen. You know, the markets were just basically about flat this past week with the up and down. They, they eked out a little bit of a return. But my point is this, though, very optimistic. It looks like the, the, you know, the Fed's on top of it all, as they always are. And, you know, and this Fed definitely wants to, to see the expansion continue to, 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 to go. 
Um, you know, we, we just need people get back to work and, and go from there. So pretty optimistic uh, taking a look at it, uh, you know, as far as all that goes. So, uh, again, lots of job openings around the nation, you know, over 10.1 million jobs at the end of uh, July. Uh, you know, they thought it would be around around 9.1, 9.2, but it's at t actually 10.1 million jobs. So there's a lot of opportunity out there, and, uh, you know, as far as all that goes. So stay tuned. We'll, we'll break this thing down for you every single week here just to let you know what's happening in the markets and the economy. Don't want to get too technical with it all, Chris, but, but yeah. at the same time, quick people, question. people I mean, need to know a little bit about it. Is the, do we know what the unemployment rate is at this point? Do, do we know where that's at? Do you remember? Yes, the unemployment rate is, uh, I forgot what it was this past week, but it, it, it's like five point something. Wow, it's really low. Yeah, yeah it's low. It's, 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 it's moving in the right direction, continuing to move in the right direction, which is very good. You know, and and, uh, you know, labor's got a lot of power right now as far as bargaining chips go. You know, people want jobs. Pe pe employers are asking for people to come back to work and that's mm -hmm. going to force wages, you know, uh, back up again, uh, which is good. You know, so so we'll, we'll see. And, and maybe we're going to get getting to a new level of of price of asset prices and stuff like that. But, you know, there's no doubt, you know, we're going to be in, in, in and here's sort of the key with with all this. You know, Fed speak and economic talk and all that stuff. Let me just give you the bottom line here, Chris. Going forward, in 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 the next you know period of time, which is you know twelve months, eighteen months, thirty six, you know next next handful of years, we're going to continue to be in a low interest rate environment. We're going to continue to see yield starved environments. Bonds are not going to be producing a whole lot of yield. Bank accounts are not going to be producing a whole lot of yield or interest rate returns and things like that. We're going to continue to remain in a low environment. And what does that mean? That means that, that stocks is the place to be. And when you, when you hear that word stocks, you have to understand you can break down the stock risk, if you will, from conservative stocks to moderate risky stocks to aggressive and risky stocks. And understand what you own, know what you own, take a look at it. Uh, analyze it. You know, we use all types of software in our firm uh, to analyze the volatility of stocks and different things like that. So know what you own. Make sure everything's working well for you, your, your retirement plans and your non-retirement plans. Hey, let's keep the, let's open up the phone lines, Chris. Let's, uh, let's turn on this open mic Saturday. Give us a call today, Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-ROSE-123. 855-767-3123 with any of your financial planning or investment questions. That's 855-767-3123. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. On Saturday, August 28th, Larry Rosenthal will be part of the Over the Edge event at the Hyatt Regency in Tyson's Corner, Virginia, to help raise money for orphaned and abandoned children in Haiti. All donations will go directly to the charity Helping Haitian Angels. There are a couple of different ways that you can get involved. You can join Larry as he repels 14 stories down the side of the Hyatt Regency in Tyson's Corner, Virginia. 
not your style? Then you can support Larry's effort financially with a donation to Helping Haitian Angels. Learn more at helpinghaitianangels.org. That's helpinghaitianangels.org. This event is personal to the host, Larry Rosenthal, and represents his philanthropic interests. And here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. So many different ways to invest money. Lump sum deposits, buy and hold, market timing. How about dollar cost averaging? Put the same amount of money into the same investment at every interval, whether it's monthly, quarterly, annually, whatever it may be. This gives you the greatest opportunity to get the average price over the long term of the investment because one of the secrets to creating wealth is the acquisition of shares. You want to keep buying more and more shares over time. On the flip side, when you're in your retirement years and you want to distribute dollars to yourself for income, do the same thing in reverse. Dollar cost average out during your retirement years. to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. If you would like to dial in, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123, to talk to Larry Rosenthal, our financial and retirement expert here in studio. Larry. Chris, one of the, the interesting discussions that I have often with clients, you know, from all across the country, all across uh, different industries and, and, and different ages, for that matter, uh, you know, late 50s, mid-60s, early 70s, when it comes to retirement, you know, when when you break down the financial plan and the financial plan shows, hey, your numbers look good, you you have enough income coming in to meet your expenses, you're able to maintain your standard of living, you're able to accomplish all of your financial goals, a lot of other questions pop up, okay? <clears throat> and And there's a lot of conversation that goes back and forth between spouses, between clients and financial advisors and things like this. And this is one of the things that we always bring out and put into our financial plans with clients. And you should be working with your advisor on this and, and be asking these types of questions because there's a lot of there's a lot of anxiety when it comes to actually punching that retirement button and saying, you know what, Friday everything's good. Monday, I'm not coming back, right? You know, what 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 goes through your mind? And there's a lot of push and pullback, you know, back and forth. To, to finally get to that ultimate retirement decision and date, you know, giving up the comfort of a paycheck. You know, let's think about it, Chris. You know, people have been working 25, 35, sometimes 40 years, and all of a sudden they're going to walk out and they're going to say, you know what, I'm not getting that paycheck anymore, and boom, what is that like? And for a lot of people, that's scary. And it's interesting, sometimes one spouse will say, yeah, yeah, and the other spouse might say, you know what, I'm a little nervous about that. Let me look at the numbers again. Are you sure this is going to work? You know, what, what, what is the story here? I, you know, and, and people get a little nervous about it sometimes. So, uh, you know, uh, it, it, there's a lot of stuff. And that's one of the things I want to talk about today is the, the, the push and pullback, the mental conversation when it comes to retirement planning other than the numbers. Hey, let's welcome Alan on the line from Nebraska. Good morning, Alan. How are you today? Good morning, sir. Doing well. How can I help you, sir? Well, I'm involved in agriculture and uh, been through a lot of different times as well, as you well know, uh, the ups and downs. Unfortunately, I've invested a lot of my money in machinery and uh, as well as land. 
So I haven't really put nothing in the piggy bank. And I'm at the age of 66 now and really have nothing involved other than a little bit of an IRA. And my question, I guess, is do you work with agricultural uh, type of people? So, yes, we're, we're familiar with that, and I do have some associates as well. Um, so, you know, Alan, here's, here's when, in a phone call like this, I always go back to the basics, and we've got to build this conversation from the ground up so we have a firm foundation. Correct. And so we need to take a look at you've got two things happening here from, from the little bit I know. You've got your business operations, and then you've got your personal life. And we've got to take a look at your personal situation as far as your, your monthly expenses go against what income you have guaranteed coming in and then look at the savings. Then we've got to figure out how to extract money from the business while you might be slowing down, possibly transferring it, selling it, things like that. So what I want to do is I want to send you out uh, our financial planning toolkit. Okay, and that's going to be designed okay. to, to, to give us an inventory of current assets, current liabilities, and then there's a whole goal section in there. And we'll start talking about that together. We'll, we'll, we'll fill it out together. We'll talk about it. We'll take a look at all the scenarios, uh, the value of property, land, just the whole nine yards. But, but most importantly, what do you want to do with your business you know, at, at some point down the road? And, and we'll figure out right. different ways to go about looking at, at turning that, that lifetime of work into sufficient, dependable streams of income for, for you and your family that you can enjoy ultimately at some point when you, when you decide to retire out. Okay? Uh, so, th so that's sort of the way that I see answering this question for you is we need to gather the data first, and then we'll be able to sit down and attack it from a lot of different angles. So, Alan, if you like, I'll go ahead and put you on hold, and, and uh, Bob's out this week, but Josh is here. He's capable, and he'll get your contact information, and we'll send you out our financial planning toolkit next week and have someone give you a follow-up call and, and get this ball rolling for you, okay? I do have one more question pertaining to, like, IRA. Sure. My, my advisor that we spoke with just this week was wanting us to switch to a different, I don't know, I guess you call it a company, I don't know if I'm allowed to say the company that he wants us to go to or not. It, it doesn't matter, but he wants you to change the investments from company A to company B. Right, and then this company B will have a less fee or no fee type strategy as well as uh, the earnings would be uh, a lot more beneficial, but I don't really know much about that company. Well, I can do an analysis for you on that. I, I don't know. You know, I would just need a copy of your existing statement to, to break that down first, and then I would sit down with you and shop the whole industry. And, and I, I don't, you know, I, I wasn't involved in that conversation, obviously, but, but the best thing that I would say is, you know, let, let's take a look at it and see what the industry has to offer. You know, and and sounds like your advisor might be doing that for you. I don't know where he's going to land this money at. You know, where what his I don't know if it's going into mutual funds or stocks or annuities. I have no idea. But we need to make sure that it works toward your goals and objectives of of growth and the deliverance of income when you need to turn that on. So I'll be happy to take a second look at it for you and help you out with that as well. Okay, Alan. Well, thank you very much. Absolutely. Let me put you on hold. I appreciate the phone call. 
Uh, you're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. It's Open Mic Saturday. Open Mic Saturday, 855-ROSE-123. With any of your financial planning or investment-related questions, you know, and, 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 and that's, you know, one of the subjects that we were talking about today, Chris, is, is the pushback, the pull, the anxiety of, of, of retirement, you know. And, and are we willing to step out and, and give up that paycheck you've had for all these years? Uh, what about, you know, some people say, you know, hey, Larry, you know, I, I just want to keep on working more because my employer matches my 401K contribution or a portion of my 401K contribution. And people go, you know, that's just a lot of free money to give up. And you know what? You're right. It is. It is, especially over a long period of time. But at some point, you have to address the question, you know, of why are you working? Why are you continuing to do this? Are you getting the value out of your job for life that you want? Or are you just so entrenched with chasing the dollars, you know? And, and you, that's not what you want to really end up doing. You know, the Bible talks uh, numerous times about about the dangers of money, you know, money, uh, you know, all, all different types of things. You know, the Bible plays a role in, in, in money in all different areas, you know, in work. In, in dangers, obviously, in passions, uh, I'm sorry, in possessions of our dollars, uh, giving, you know. What does the Bible say about all this? You know, giving should be a way for, you know, for, for every believer in life, right? You know, in Psalms 41, 1 and 2, it says, Blessed is he that considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive, and he shall be based upon the, uh, blessed upon the earth. And thou will not deliver him unto the will of his enemies, Right. Um, you know, so there's a lot Some nice involved. blessings there. Yeah, exactly. Lots of blessings and things like that. So, you know, what what are we chasing for? What do you know your retirement, you know, what is your retirement finish line really look like when it comes to all of that? You know, um, you know, some of the other fears about people retiring as well. Again, non number crunching, non money issues when when it when it comes to all of this is is, you know, reducing your daily uh, interactions with coworkers and friends. You know, and, and, and the person at the lunch counter, too, right? You know, uh, so, so there's a lot going on when it comes to this ultimate retirement decision. You know, there's been studies and studies and studies of it as to what are some of the anxiety and concerns, again, that are non-number-oriented for, for people to uh, uh, really consider. And, and one of them is the social aspect of retirement. Where are we going to get our, our daily social activity from? And a lot of people drive that from their work environment. You know, so stop and think about this. You know, talk to, talk to you know, your friends, your, your coworkers, your family, you know, your spouse, most of, most of all. And, and you know, hey, what's going to happen when we retire? Imagine opening up that, that calendar and seeing a big blank there for months and months and months. What type of uh, activities are you going to be doing? Things like that. Let's welcome Sarah on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Sarah. How are you today? I'm well. How can I help you? Okay, let me pull over and turn my phone on. Um, I've got a more general question. Um, both my husband and I are young. like uh, We're 41. We married two years ago, married later in life. Um, I came with a significant retirement and other assets and a good-paying government job. Um, he does more legal sense and earns a decent dollar amount, but it's not, you know, it's more variable, et cetera. But we do well. The issue that I sometimes struggle with is I do a lot of the money managing. Um, and 
and I let him determine the charitable contributions because he, I, we both support that, think it's really good. He's a lot more generous than I am. One issue I sometimes run into is I tend to be a little more conservative and really would probably invest a lot more, and he, less is a wonderful dear heart, would give it all away and not plan for the future. I'm just wondering about advice regarding that or if there's any good resources to read to kind of get us on the same page. Right now, what I do is I kind of I monitor, do the, the monitoring, the planning, et cetera, and let him determine the charitable amounts and write the checks, and we kind of split it that way. But I'm never quite happy with that, but it's still that kind of push and pull between planning for the future and being generous right now. Um, I don't know if you had any advice on that one, so I can listen. Sure, Sarah. I've got a, I've got a couple, couple of uh, ideas for you. Um, one, uh, and, and this is sort of going to be on two sides of the two, – two different pages. One is the, the money end of it, the financial planning, the investment end of it, to make sure you're progressing towards y'all's retirement goals and objectives. And then the other side is, you know, the Lord's money, right? And, and, and there is a, 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 a clash between that. You know, oftentimes I've, I've taught – and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on here a little bit and give you a, a pretty long answer if that's okay – but I've taught many, many seminars over the years in, in many, many different churches. I've done it in public, I mean, in, in, in person. I've done it through webinar all around, around the area. So, so all different things. And one of the subjects that we bring up is the one you're talking about right now, which is the difference when you take a look at God's economy on one side and man's economy on the other side. You know, mm-hmm. God's economy says, hey, don't worry. You know, I own it all. Be a good steward. God's pleased with a good steward, right? Uh, being a good right. steward with it all, whereas man's economy says, hey, he or she who dies with the most toys wins, right? You know? Uh-huh. And, and and so how do you put those two together, right? Or can you? Yeah. So uh-huh. so on one hand, we have to understand that, that, that you know, Ecclesiastes, God, God tells us, you know, 18 verses 18, you know, hey, um, you know, God gives us the ability to create wealth, right? So what are you going to do with it? Well, you've got to also at the same time take care of your families and pay your mortgage and your and your food bill and utilities and all that kind of stuff, right? But at the same time, you also want to give and put 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 dollars back into the Lord's kingdom, right? And that's the conundrum right there. So we need to build out a financial plan, basically that that gives you the confidence that shows if you keep doing this, whatever you're doing, where will you be down the road? And then we can take steps in looking at it from the standpoint of saying, okay, if we put a minimal amount towards our retirement planning, this is what the plan looks like. If we put, you know, a little bit more towards our retirement, this is what it looks like. If we put a maximum towards our retirement, this is what it looks like. While at the same time, keeping in the financial plan the ability to continue to tithe and give additional gifts and offerings and things like that, not only today but all along the way and in retirement years as well. And so that's the mixture that you have to do, okay? And there's a, actually a couple of good books out there. There's, there's a book called uh, uh, Halftime by Bob Buford. It's a fantastic book that, that talks about this. There's a book by Randy Alcorn called Managing God's Money as well. 
uh, that, that's a great book as well. And that will give you some insight, you know, as to uh, taking a look at what the Bible has to say about it all and researching it. So, so that's the way that I would say that we have to, to answer your question is, is let's build out a financial plan, and, and that will give you the, the idea of what it looks like down the road, even if you keep giving more and more gifts uh, away. You know, when, when you make these donations, a lot of time people say, well, you know what, that's, that's a, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're irrevocably giving that money away. Yes, that's true, but you're giving it to a nonprofit organization, and that creates an asset on your balance sheet, which at, at some point you could actually use that asset as a tax deduction to maybe convert IRA money over to Roth and not have to pay any taxes on it. Do you see what I mean? And now you're going to save a lot of money in retirement because you're able to pull dollars out tax-free. So there's, there's, there's planning techniques, there's tools, there's all different types of design to really go about doing all of that. Um, so it sounds like it's a good problem to have, a good conversation. But, you know, I'd like to send you out our financial planning toolkit, and that will get you started uh, down the road on this. I mean, our toolkit, we've, we've sent out, Sarah, thousands and thousands of these over the years, and it really covers the whole spectrum of financial planning. Good. I, that I would be interested in just, you know, figuring out the plan that actually fits that thing. I, I have a high financial plan. We have, well, on my own, you know, I've gotten the IRAs, the Roth IRAs, the investment accounts, the government CPS. So, yeah, done. I've, yeah, so we've got that one, but it's just, yeah, kind of melding those, those with the charitable exactly. and making it all yep. work to our benefit and getting the tax benefits as well. And, yeah, no, that's where I'd. Yeah, no, I'd be interested in seeing that, and definitely the books. I will uh, get them and read, or le- re- read them, and let's say i got a reader husband that if I, you know, do, do it well, I can, yeah, maybe get us on the same page as well with some resources there. So. Yep, yep, that that'll definitely, that, well, those books will definitely help out, that's for sure. Well, let me put you on hold, and we'll get, Josh will get your contact information, and we'll have a follow-up with you next week. Appreciate the phone call. If you're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show, give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. 855-ROSE-123, uh, again, 855-767-3123. With any of your financial planning or investment questions, we'll be back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. Listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. So many different ways to invest money. Lump sum deposits, buy and hold, market timing. How about dollar cost averaging? Put the same amount of money into the same investment at every interval, whether it's monthly, quarterly, annually, whatever it may be. This gives you the greatest opportunity to get the average price over the long term of the investment because one of the secrets to creating wealth is the acquisition of shares. You want to keep buying more and more shares over time. On the flip side, when you're in your retirement years and you want to distribute dollars to yourself for income, do the same thing in reverse. Dollar cost average out during your retirement years. 
You are listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123 is the phone number to call. We'll talk to Larry Rosenthal, our financial and retirement expert, right here in studio. Larry. So, Chris, we're talking today about, you know, a lot of different, um, well, subject matter that come up that are non-number crunching oriented uh, when it comes to retirement planning. You know, what are you going to do with your free time? Uh, are you in the right house? Do you want to change your home? Do you want to trade down, sell a new home? Uh, you know, what about your cars? Are your cars in good working order? Should you get a new car shortly before you retire? All different types of subject matter we're talking about that, and it goes into a lot of discussion when it comes to building out and making that financial plan execute properly. Another thing, too, that I want to point out today, too, is on the beneficiary form of your retirement accounts. Your IRAs, your 401K, your 403Bs, your SEPs, TSP plan, whatever it may be, right? <clears throat> when you take a look at filling out that for, that uh, beneficiary form, there's a couple of words on there that we really need to be aware of. And, and, and uh, a lot of people think, oh, well, you're going to talk about primary beneficiary and contingent beneficiary. No, I'm going to talk about per capita and per stirpes. You know, beneficiary forms default to per capita not per stirpes. And the difference is quite substantial when it comes to making sure you don't accidentally disinherit uh, somebody accidentally. You know, per capita beneficiary means this. Let's just suppose that you have, uh, you know, uh, one spouse passes, all the money goes to the other spouse, the other spouse passes, and let's say there's there's three kids involved, right? And and uh, one child's going to get 33, one child's going to get 34, another child's going to get 33 because you can't do it in, in decimals, right? So so there it is, right? And then each child, let's suppose, has a baby as well or a child or a grandchild in this case, right? So So what would happen under a per capita beneficiary designation form if one of the siblings actually passes away Okay, and then you as the account owner passes away. Now, what happens to that sibling who's, who predeceased you, their share of the, re, of the account? Well, under per capita, it's going to be split between the two remaining siblings, 50-50. Therefore, you're accidentally disinheriting the grandchild of the predeceased uh, child of yours. And... and you can fix this by changing the beneficiary from per capita to per stirpes. And that's one of the first things that we do is when we sit down with, with clients and we take a look at how their beneficiary forms are structured. It's really important because, because you don't want to accidentally disinherit somebody. And unfortunately, I've seen that happen before. I've, I've had heard stories of it, and it's just not a good scenario. So please make sure you audit your beneficiary forms and you understand the difference between per capita and per stirpe. Hey, you know what? If when you're when you filled out your beneficiary forms, if you did not have the conversation of per capita per stirpes, there's a good chance anyway that it's per capita. And you may want to go back and revisit that. Let's welcome Pat on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Pat. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you? Um I'm calling because my husband and I are both retired. I have a thrift savings account uh, that's doing very well, and uh, we draw from that every month and uh, pay taxes on it. And we 
I had a certificate that was paying 3.5%. We were real happy with it, but however, it matured in June. And um, we couldn't find any other certificate that would pay more than 0.1%. So it, I moved it to our savings account, but I don't like to sit there. And I don't know what to do with it. It's $70,000. Well, Pat, that's that's you're experiencing what we call a yield-starved environment. Interest rates are very, very low, and they're going to continue to be low for the coming years. So the the issue that we have in in savings accounts, bank products, CDs, money markets, things like that, is the money needs to, we need to have money for emergency purposes in the bank. You know, if you go out to the car and your engine doesn't work or you've got two flat tires, you know, for just normal emergencies, you need to have uh, money available in the bank. The question then becomes, do you have too much money sitting there basically not earning an effective enough rate of return? That's the second question. In this case might be the answer yes. So, So now what do we do? Well, we have to understand that our money has to outpace inflation and taxes, purchasing power, right? Because every day right, right now that we're leaving money in the bank, it's not keeping pace with our purchasing power down the road because inflation's higher than the bank accounts that than, than what the bank accounts are delivering. So here's the question. So so I want you to sort of picture this in your mind's eye. You walk into the bank and the bank says your interest rate's going to be point one, but we have guarantee of principal. And then you say, well, that's not good enough, and you walk out of the bank, and you take one step away from the bank and into a new building, and in that building they tell you this. Your interest rate will be around 2%, but the principal will go up and down a little bit each month, but not up and down like the stock market, but it may change a penny per share, I don't know, maybe every five or ten days or something like that. Very, very stable. Okay, but it's not guaranteed, and those are bonds, okay? And then you can step out of that building and take another step into the next building. So now you're two buildings away from the bank, and now your interest rate's going to be 3%, but the price per share is going to change a little bit more frequently, okay? So the further you step away from the bank, the higher the opportunity is for your interest rate or your yield to increase, and at the same time for the principal to fluctuate up and down. And so in this environment, what we've seen and what we've been working with clients on is taking some of their, you know, or, or, or talking them about, uh, about some of their excess money that's saved in the bank to try and get a little bit better return. So, for example, you, you mentioned 70000 I don't know if that's the amount of money that's excess or all the money that's in the bank, but I'll just use that as an example, okay? So let's say okay. you, you feel comfortable keeping, uh, well, we'll cut it in half, 35000 in the bank, and now you want to improve the rate of return opportunity on the other 35000 right? So what right. if we were to look at that other 35000 and put it one step away from the bank, put a portion of it two steps away from the bank, and a portion of it three steps away from the bank. Now you may end up with a blended rate of return or interest on this of, of let, let's call it, you know, 2.75% just for illustrative purposes, right? And, okay. and it's all liquid, okay? 
and it doesn't bounce around like the stock market, but it does move. It ebbs and flows along as far as the price per share in these mutual funds change a little bit at a time. But you'll be surprised at how stable it really is. That's the sort of the math, and that's sort of a vision of what you have to sort of build out in order to get yourself a better rate of return. Now, as the next couple of years progress and the Federal Reserve starts to raise interest rates, you'll be able to get back into the bank products at some point down the road. Okay, After inflation comes under control and rates get a little bit higher, then you'll be able to go back to the normal way of saving uh, for that standpoint. But in the interim, that's really the only game in town trying to keep the principal as, as conservative and safe as possible. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yep. Yes. So if you like, I'll be happy to send you out some information on that. There's, there's a couple of different types of bond funds that would work in that scenario, and, uh, you know, you would keep it all liquid. The other strategy, too, is something called laddering bonds, where in this example, you would take the $35,000 and you would buy maybe four or five different individual bonds that have different rates of ret or different yields associated to them, and they mature at different times. One might mature in four months, one might mature in eight months, another one in 17 months, or whatever it may be, okay? And so you, you, you are getting that interest on that bond, and you're holding it till it matures, and then it comes mature again, and you're just keeping it going like that. The, the, the downside to that is that when, if you were to desire to get some of that money before that bond matured, you could actually uh, lose some of your, your principal on that, okay? So you have to understand the, the, the two opportunities there. But in your case, it sounds like to me the simple mutual funds would be a lot easier and more predictive uh, as far as that goes. So, um, But I'll be happy to send you out some information on that, Pat, if you like. Okay, thank you. Well, let me put you on hold, and Josh will get some of your contact information, and we'll send you out information on the different types of bonds and, and how to play this environment. So I appreciate the phone call. You listen to Making Money Sense, the Larry Rosenthal Show. Dial us up at 855-ROSE-123. It's open mic Saturday. Any questions at all regarding with estate planning, taxes, the Federal Reserve, interest rates, how to get a better yield in your investments, whatever it may be, give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You know, we're, we're, again, Chris, we're talking about all different types of money matters uh, that, that are non-associated uh, with uh, uh, dollars today, uh, not money matters, but retirement planning, uh, you know, per stirpes, per capita on your beneficiary forms, primary beneficiary, contingent beneficiary, tertiary beneficiary. Uh, beneficiary forms are, are one of the a big blind spot that's overlooked in people's financial planning and estate planning. Make sure, because, you know, everything falls off the, the beneficiary form. You know, you can put something in your will, but if the beneficiary form says something different, guess who's going to win? Yeah, I don't know if a lot of people don't know and understand that. that that's, uh, they don't. No, they don't. You lose no, out it's, quite it's, heavily, I would imagine, if you get that wrong. You've, yep. Yeah. Yeah, with, with, without a doubt. So, um, hey, I see we've got to take one more br quick break here before uh, uh, let's keep the phone lines open. Let's, let's jam up the phone lines. There's some good music for you, Chris, some beach music. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Yep. Give us a call, 855-ROSE-123. You're listening to Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. We'll be back in a moment.
listening to Making Money Sense Live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. We're now counting the days before the Over the Edge event to support orphaned and abandoned children in Haiti. You can join Larry Rosenthal as he repels 14 stories down the side of the Hyatt Regency Tyson's Corner Center in Tyson's Corner, Virginia, on Saturday, August 28th. Or you can support Larry and his courage by financially supporting his adventure. All donations raised go directly to the charity Helping Haitian Angels. To donate and to learn more, go to helpinghaitianangels.org or call 703-298-5672. That's helpinghaitianangels.org or call 703-298-5672. Help reach Haiti's most vulnerable children with your gift. Go to helpinghaitianangels.org or call 703-298-5672. This event is personal to the host, Larry Rosenthal, and represents his philanthropic interests. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-767-3123. To talk to Larry Rosenthal, 855 855- Rose one two three. I'd like to dial in now. We're quite quite a few phone calls here, but we'll we'll definitely get to you. So go ahead eight five five Rose one two three. Larry, let's welcome Mary on the line. Good morning, Mary. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you, Larry? I'm well. How can I help you? Okay, so I have a question for you. We retired about a year and a half ago. And um, I'd like to know your recommendations between uh, having a financial advisor as opposed to keeping your money in a 401k or 403b. I had approximately 200000 in my 403b managed by Fidelity, and David, my husband, had uh, about 300000 so together 500000 and um, we had them primarily in protected, whatever the bonds are or something, like 80% protected. Well, um, and I guess this is an after question, we decided to take all our money out and put it in the bank with a financial manager. And um, so now we have to pay quite a bit per year, whereas the other things were about free. And so I just want to know what would... What is your recommendation, and um, if we did the right or wrong thing, and if we should change it? Well, Mary, that's a good question. And, and basically, you know, leaving the money in your old 401K has advantages and disadvantages. One of them is you're not okay. paying an advisor to, to manage it for you. you. You have the choice to pay an advisor in the 401K plan or not, Okay. Now, a lot of times Uh your 401K has limited investment choices, unless, of course, you have a brokerage link. I don't know if you did or not. But by moving the money to an advisor outside the 401K plan, you're essentially saying, hey, you know what? Here's our dollars. We we feel that you bring enough value to the table to warrant the fee that we pay you. 
And so, uh-huh. so that's where, you know, you have to really assess the situation that you're working with the advisor. Is the advisor just putting you in, in, in you know, a pre-built bunch of mutual funds or are they, they managing it actively? Are they providing you with a financial plan? Are they covering your taxes, your estate planning, your insurance needs? Are they meeting with you regularly? Um, you know, are you getting value out of that relationship? That's the question that you have to ask, okay? And, and okay. you know, a lot of times, you know, the money that's in, in your 401K plan, you know, it, it's, it's uh, so, some years, you know, it, the, the 401K could, could beat the financial advisor, and some years the financial advisor could beat the 401K. But, but that, you know, I, I, I don't know. That's what you have to address is what is the value out of the relationship, you know. I mean, when, when okay. we sit down, down with, with our clients, there's, we've identified 130 different points that we could actually put into a financial plan when we work with clients. 130 different wow. financial topics that can go into the relationship in working with a client. So what are you getting from your, your current advisor? That's the question that you really need to ask. Is it worth the fee? Oh. And, and, you know, oh. are, is, you, is your advisor using institutional uh, costs? You know, is, is, it, is it no load? Is it, is it stocks? Is, what, what, what is the makeup? And then the question becomes even bigger, Mary, which is can the advisor show you the makeup of the investments and how they're, they're aimed toward you and your husband's goals of, of income, of oh. tax preference treatment, of, of risk reduction, of all that kind of stuff? What is the advisor able to provide you with to, to demonstrate that for you? That's what I would take a look at. So, um, okay. now, I, I, well, Again, I if you I want – We'll be we'll be happy to. I can send you out a, a list of, of subjects that you can speak. You can you can take a second look at it if you like uh, with us. Uh, I'll be happy to uh, to put you on hold and send you out some information on that. Okay. Okay, I'd like that. And can I ask you one more question? Sure. Um, for a couple retiring, you know, right now, um, how would you say that we did in trying to save um, save for retirement? Poor, fair, or good? Well, that really goes to your income needs. You know, take a look at your standard of living before retirement, and are you maintaining your same standard of living? Yeah. Well, then I think you did pretty good, right? If you're maintaining your same standard of living, I think you did pretty good, right? So so praise the Lord. I mean, that's a good thing, right? You know, Mary, there, there's yeah. always going to be somebody who has less and somebody who has more. That, that, that's not what okay. the game is. The game is to take care of your address, right, as far as that goes. Okay. okay. Hey, I'm going to put you on hold here, Mary. Uh, I've got to close out the show in just okay. a second here. Appreciate the phone call. I know we've got many other callers on the line. We've got Carolyn and Nikki and Rachel. Uh, on the line. I'll stay in studio after we close out the show here in just a minute. I'll pick up your, your, your questions in just a moment there. So we're coming down to the last few minutes of the show. You can catch us next Saturday with another session of the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. During the week, if you have questions, visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Shoot us off some emails with questions. Be happy to get you out the information or simply call our office at 855-ROSE-123. So for Josh in the back this week, Josh, great job. Appreciate it. And uh, for Chris McKay, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week. 
We'll be back next Saturday with another session of the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.